This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. And then there were four. Burrow, Mahomes, Hurts, Brock Purdy. The storylines abound. The Cowboys stink. Hembo's wearing a jersey. Touch nothing. It's time to roll. Here we go. go, go. Only one place to start. The garden to tackle. Several yards from him, snapping the ball to Prescott, slant over the middle to Turpin, he's tackled immediately, and this game is over. And so is the Cowboys' season. 105-3, the fan in Dallas, the play-by-play of just the hideous final play by the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. My buddy Ryan Clark made fun of it on TV with us this morning during his Explain Your Tweets, and he is good enough to hang out with us here. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. And RC has known me a very long time, and so you know that I view life exclusively through the prism of how everything affects me. Yes. And as a consequence, I wanted the Cowboys to win. Yes. Because when the Cowboys are involved, meaning another week of them... More people want to watch our TV shows. Yes. More people want to listen to our radio shows. Yes. And so here's what last night's game made me. It didn't make me sad. It made me mad. I found myself, <laughs> I found myself angry. Yeah. At the, if they had just been beaten by a better team, if the 49ers were their advantage in rest yep. and they're so physical and that defense is so good and Shanahan is so good, if they had just been the better team last mm-hmm. night, I could have lived with it. Right. But I did not watch that game and feel that way. No, and... When you watch that game, you say to yourself, these teams are very evenly matched. Right. And you expected one team to have the advantage at the quarterback position. Mm -hmm. You just expected that team to be the Dallas Cowboys. And it wasn't yesterday. When you look at Brock Purdy, he executed better in the pressure moments than Dak Prescott did. And that wasn't what we were expecting, especially coming off of what we saw against Tampa Bay, Greeny. And that might have been the worst thing that happened to the Dallas Cowboys because it made you feel good about Dak Prescott and that offense coming into this game. And you didn't necessarily enter the game with the creativity or the understanding of how we're going to scheme up some plays. You asked Dak Prescott to go out and execute at a level that you've seen him do it before, but not that you've seen him do it recently other than Tampa Bay. And in the end, he truly let this team down. Uh, Literally everything that could go badly, went badly for them. They had the, uh, another kick disaster at the beginning. Yep. And, and they lose Tony Pollard, who probably yesterday was set to be the most important player in their offense, and they lose him late. And yet they're right there. They're right yeah. in the game the entire night. It's just begging for Dak to step up and win it, and he just Greeny couldn't do it. You know what we glossed over this morning because we had so much to talk about? Yeah. This game almost ended in a safety. Yeah. Right? Dak Prescott is hit by Eric Armstead in the end zone Mm -hmm. because he doesn't get rid of the football. 
Imagine if that's the last play, if Dak actually falls, or if, if, if Eric Armstead is not like absolutely surprised <laughs> that he has this opportunity. Yeah. This team didn't execute as a team down the stretch, but so much of it is on the quarterback. And we all like Dak. Like, I, I don't know if anyone at this that, that set here has said to themselves, you know what? I don't like Dak the human, or I don't think Dak's a great leader. But none of those things matter when your job is to quarterback when your job is to make plays, when your team needs them. And there wasn't a play yesterday, maybe the the, the C.D. Lamb deep ball, mm-hmm. which was more C.D. Lamb than Dak Prescott. That mm-hmm. was the one play you were like, ooh, that's it right there. The, the Dallas Cowboys need more of that offensively. Dak Prescott was absolutely and completely outplayed by Brock Purdy. So, yeah, I'm, the the – it is both the best thing and the worst thing to be is the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys yes. in football because there is such a microscope right. and you get an opportunity. I mean, look at all of them. Roger Staubach has made $100 million in yes. his life. Troy Aikman has the biggest TV G, uh, job. Tony, Tony Romo, Romo has the biggest TV job. When you're the quarter, it's like being the center fielder of the New York Yankees yes. once upon a time. But the trouble is... When it goes the other way, we probably overreact to it. But I don't think we're overreacting no. to last night. Look, RC. You're not. And I texted Dan after each of his two interceptions to make sure I'm right. Like, I don't want to just go off. The, those were terrible decisions, right? Both of them terrible decisions. Greeny, by the time Dak Prescott was releasing the ball on the first interception, Lenore was standing in front of his receiver. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't a shock. That he caught the football. Actually, he was he was so covered, the interception was difficult because Lenore had already run the route. Remember, he had to like jump up and catch it, and it looked all impressive. It was because he had broken on the route so long ago, he was five yards in front of the receiver. Right. When you look at the second interception to CeeDee Lamb, who's he throwing it to? I don't know. There are two San Francisco 49ers blanketing him. And I think that's another issue. And let's talk about the Green Law drop. That game should have ended on a pick six. Yeah. And when it didn't end on a pick six, it should have ended on a safety. And it's it's hard to criticize Dak in this way because I do like him and because I have seen him play better. But the bottom line is this. This San Francisco uh, 49ers offense has been extremely explosive down the stretch. When you look at what they were able to do even last week in the second half, they scored 19 points. Mm-hmm. They scored 19 points, and you gave them the football twice. Yeah. You have an opportunity to win this game because your defense was phenomenal. Yeah. And in the end, it's coaching, right? You waste the time on the punt. And here's what happened on the punt, too. We didn't talk about it. The official held them to allow the San Francisco 49ers to to get their players on the field. And so if they're holding you, when he starts to backpedal, snap the ball. He shouldn't have gotten an opportunity to backpedal into the end zone. They were unprepared in that moment again, which leads you to the question, if they're unprepared in the slightest manner and a guy named Sean Payton is out there, does Jerry Jones make that decision? Do you think he does? I think he has to. I think he has to explore it. And, and I don't believe if, if Jerry Jones was the age he was when he won his last championship, absolutely not, because he has time. And he can watch things grow. And you can go get Nick Sirianni. And you can go get Jalen Hurts to replace Carson Wentz. 
Jerry Jones doesn't have that luxury. Jerry Jones is faced with his own mortality. Yeah. How much longer will Jerry Jones live? How much longer will Jerry Jones be able to enjoy it even if they win a championship? And the question you have to ask yourself is, is Mike McCarthy going to grow enough? Is Dak Prescott going to grow enough where that marriage brings me a Super Bowl? And if you can't see those things happening, then one of the two have to go. It's going to be very interesting to see where it goes from here in Dallas. Greeny and RC in our studio. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. The other game yesterday, and I think of you all the time with this, because um, there was a moment, and, and, and this is going to, I want to take everyone back through the mists of time. You and Dominique Foxworth, uh, we're in our studio doing Get Up. This was back when we used to have something we called Culture Wednesday, which <laughs> remains my single favorite thing we ever did on Get Up. But you said to me at one point, Joe Burrow, who at that time had really just started to emerge at LSU. He had been the quarterback for yeah. one year, very average. Very. Then the next year, it's starting to come. It's starting to come. Tua Tungavailoa was the guy in the same conference yeah. who we all thought was going to be the next you know, all-time mm-hmm. great. And somewhere, it was, I don't know if it was week four, week, somewhere in that, you said to me, Greeny, the guy at LSU was better. The guy at LSU was better than Tua. And I, because I'm me, thought, <laughs> there's RC, just with his LSU I colored glasses on. Yeah. Obviously, so you were, you were on Burrow before anyone so if you, was on if, Burrow. So the, the conversation was, if you remember, Paul Feinbaum yes. used to be in, in studio. Right. And he was speaking about Trevor Lawrence winning the Heisman. Mm-hmm. And this was probably after game three because LSU had just played Texas. Mm-hmm. He makes the throw on the dig route to Justin Jefferson. And I said that day, like, we ran all in Paul's shot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, Joe Burrow's going to win the Heisman. I said, Joe Burrow's the best quarterback in the country. I was at training camp that season, and it's Jamar Chase, it's Justin Jefferson. We didn't know that it would become what it was. And I was sitting next to a scout, and the scout looks at me, and I look at him, and he goes, oh, that's it. I was like, and I didn't know he had it. And then you watch it start to come, and it was a confidence he had that actually made me dislike him the year before. You mentioned the fact that he was average. He was very average. But he still had this air about him that he knew exactly who he was. And now in watching him, Greeny, there is no player. Maybe Tom, not maybe, Tom Brady is the only other player I look at that I think grasp the quarterback position in the way that Joe Burrow does. Joe Burrow has now bridged the gap of the Josh Allen. He's bridged the gap of the Patrick Mahomes, bridged the gap of the Aaron Rodgers, much as Tom Brady did. None of us are going to sit here and think that Tom Brady could throw a football better than Aaron Rodgers Mm. or that he's more mobile than Aaron Rodgers or he's more dynamic than Aaron Rodgers. All of us would take Tom Brady. That's where Joe Burrow has gotten. We know what Josh Allen is capable of. There's no way you watch that game yesterday and say to yourself, I want Josh Allen over Joe Burrow. There's a calm and a poise and an understanding about him that transcends talent. And that's why he's completely changed the way we look at an entire organization. Uh, Greeny and RC with me in studio here presented by Progressive Insurance. One more. So, I don't know that he wants me to say this, so I won't, but someone that you and I both know, an analyst at ESPN that we both know, I'll text him and make sure he's comfortable with me saying it, I texted me last week after the Daniel Jones performance against the Vikings, and he texted me something to the effect of, man, you guys sure are crowning Daniel Jones after one game against a terrible defense. And I said, well, let's see what happens. 
Yesterday, he texted me. I think the narrative is going to be a little different about Daniel Jones. I, I would ask you, have off of what we saw on Saturday night, was that the Eagles just being so good no one was going to play with them? Or was that about I the think, Giants having overachieved all I, year? I, I think Daniel Jones is in between of what we saw. I think Daniel Jones has proven that he deserves a contract extension or a new contract. Yeah. I don't think he's proven that he deserves $50 million. And we talked about it on Monday. As much as we loved him, Rex mentioned the defense. And as we went along in the show, because you don't want to kill a guy that comes off of that. Right. As we went along in the show, I say, now, guys, we have to remember going into next week, he's playing a different team. This team has 70 sacks, not 38 sacks. And even Bart Scott is arguing with me on first take that Daniel Jones was better than Jalen Hurts. I said, no, Bart, you have to remember the conversations we were having about Daniel Jones last year. Daniel Jones is now a good football player. Daniel Jones is just a good football player. Daniel Jones has a ceiling around somewhere. I feel like Kirk Cousins has a ceiling. Is that ceiling worth paying for? Absolutely. Yeah. But the conversation was never that Daniel Jones was Patrick Mahomes. Daniel Jones played extremely well in a high-pressure moment and proved to a team and an organization that he deserves to be their franchise quarterback going into next year. And that's it. And now we have to see him get better. But we also can't forget he's not surrounded with T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. They have to get better players around Daniel Jones, and I think they will going forward. Yeah, he's got Barkley, but he doesn't have any of those receivers. No. Any of the guys you just named, any receiver on Cincinnati is the number would be one on the best team. receiver. Uh, candidly, T. Higgins would be the number one on a lot of teams. Yes, though, he's Green. so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. The, 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 the Bengals have very quietly, for a franchise that when they drafted Burrow, some of us wondered aloud, yeah. should he just refuse to go there? They've quietly put together a team that is going to be really good for a and long you know what? It's crazy, Greeny. Remember yeah. the argument we had about protect Joe Burrow with drafting Panay Sewell yeah. or drafting Jamar, Jamar Chase. Chase? And everything I knew about Jamar Chase, I still said, man, I think you need to protect him. What we've learned is, one, Jamar Chase should have been drafted. Jamar mm-hmm. Chase is a Hall of Fame talent. And two, Joe Burrow could kind of protect himself. Because he gets rid of the ball so fast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got all his offensive line yeah. that hurt yesterday, and that's why. One, two, three, out. Yep. One, two, three, out. That, that's, that's, I mean, it's a teaching tape, and obviously I'm not the one to do it. RC, you are the best. Thank you, man. Thank friend, you, my man. As always, for hanging out. You'll see RC on first take and all the rest of it. As we continue, uh, as we come up next, our takes will include a smugness previously unmatched in human history. Don't miss it next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. All right, I am Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. In 30 seconds, against my better judgment, I am going to subject you to a level of smugness, the likes of which the world has quite candidly never seen before. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance. So that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and staff.
stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com slash Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com slash Greenberg, code Greenberg, for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm, I'm rethinking it. I mean, can we even put, Bubba, can we even put Hembo on the air today? He's sitting here wearing a, an Eagles Brian Dawkins jersey. He is, there is a... There is an arrogance about Hembo that is uh, candidly so annoying. Like some people, you're happy for them when good things happen to right. them. And then there are others who, when good things happen to them, you just feel terrible about it. Like I would much rather have Hembo miserable sure. than have him just thrilled. So I don't know. We got to consider how we're going to handle this. Anyway, we'll do it in 30 seconds after this word from ZipRecruiter. Are you hiring? What type of role are you hiring for? Whether you need to hire a civil engineer in New York or a mascot in Missouri, ZipRecruiter can help you find qualified candidates fast. Their matching technology finds people with the right experience for your job, and you can invite them to apply. It's no wonder that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So try it now for free uh, at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. We just didn't, didn't execute well enough early on. Jones takes it. He looks, he fires. It's intercepted. It's picked off. It's James Bradbury, the former giant. I feel like crap. It's as honest as can be. Now, if you're a regular listener of our program, you are aware of the assembled members of the Hashtag crew, which include Hashtag Hembo, Crazy Eagles fan, Hashtag Bubba, Crazy Cowboys fan, Hashtag Cam is our newest member. He, too, is a Philadelphia sports fan. And then for the longest time, we had hashtag Nuno, who I have invited to make his way over here after his somewhat smug appearance on Friday. He is a crazy giant fan, um, and hopefully he'll be over here in a couple of minutes. So um, one way or another, I, I have to say, Hembo, I, I will give you the floor. Your Eagles did not win Saturday night. They thrashed the Giants. That was domination, literally from the word mm-hmm. go. What are your emotions this morning? I don't especially favor those who aren't willing to admit when they're wrong. You know, those kinds of people I don't favor. So I'm not exactly sure where Nuno is this morning. 
He didn't text me over the weekend, oddly enough. My in-law group chat, which was super busy during the week as they were preparing for the game, and my mentions on Twitter as well. Uh, Noticeably absent, Giants fans, from about 8 o'clock on on Saturday night because I had been reliably informed that this Giants team was a dangerous house money team with Daniel Jones playing with shades of Eli Manning from 2011 and Brian Dayball, a rocket scientist uh, of a play designer (laughs) Uh, who's going to give the Eagles all they could handle. uh And Warren Sapp, excuse me, I mean Dexter Lawrence playing defensive (laughs) tackle for the New York Giants who was going to give the interior of the Eagles offensive line all sorts of problems. Uh And all this issue with Jalen Hurts' shoulder and and the pent-up emotion at Lincoln Financial Field and all the things. This was literally Alabama against the Citadel. It was an utterly humiliating performance by the Giants from soup to nuts. It was not as close as the score might even indicate. And all I heard on Sunday from the stray Giants fans that still wanted to talk was, oh, don't give me a break. Chill out. This win, everyone knew the Giants stood no shot. No, 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 no. You can't have it both ways. All week long, I heard about how live this Giants team was, and you didn't have one chance for one second. You couldn't run a play, gain a yard, do anything of consequence. You got exactly what you deserved. So uh, that was as promised, right, Bubba? I mean, that w- was that as obnoxious as you were concerned it was going to be? Uh, I mean, honestly, no. I, I, <laughs> Could have been worse. Yeah. Could have been worse. So, but, but, but it's only Monday, so we got a long way to go. So I, I'm okay with how, how it went. Um, and it's only going to get worse from here. So. Here's who I'm mad at. I'm a little, here are the Giant fans I'm mad at. I'm a little mad at the Giant fans who are ripping Dayball for going for it on fourth and eight in that spot in the first quarter. Now, let me make clear. I didn't like that decision. I don't think it was a good decision. And I think, in retrospect, he would do it differently if he could. The idea that they were going to be in that game anyway is so ludicrous. I'm actually reading columns in newspapers, published newspapers, saying, well, Dayball got outcoached. Dayball didn't have a... Jeez, I had to clean that. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't have a chance in hell. I told you this last week. One of two things was going to happen. Jalen Hurts was going to be significantly significantly compromised, in which case that's a game. If Jalen Hurts is not capable, the difference in that game is that Jalen Hurts is phenomenal. You saw last night why he might still be the MVP of the league. It actually might have been solidified by his absence. But one way or another, either he's not going to be healthy enough to play or play like any semblance of himself, in which case this is a game, or he's going to be fine, in which case it's not. The Eagles were just a better team than the Giants all year long, and that's what we saw. I am told... That our friend, the beloved hashtag Nuno Teixeira, now the proud producer of KJM in the mornings here on ESPN Radio, <laughs> has made his way over to the studio. He doesn't look quite as smug as he did on Friday. Mm. Nuno, how are you feeling this morning after that beatdown? I'm fine. But because this was all house money. Like house this, money. This notion that like the Giants actually were like on the same level as the Eagles is ridiculous. Like Hembo and these these Eagle fans, I, I'm trying not to swear because there's too many of them, and some of them I would want to punch in the face if like I had seen them yesterday. But it's just they lost. They're not there yet. Everything that's happened is just a like it's a it's a 
they're way ahead of schedule. They know they have a lot of work to do. Yeah, there were some things that I was concerned with, right? I think Dable felt like the moment might have been a little bit too big for him, right, with that fourth down call. And there were certain situations where you're like, what are we doing here? But they're not there yet. They're not on the same level as as the Eagles. And then could I deal do without, like, Nick Sirianni running around the sideline looking like a clown? Yeah, like, yeah, like, uh, you know – the only my saving grace, Greeny. Actually, I would have been in a really bad mood at the Cowboys one mm-hmm. because I felt like I would have to actually root for the Cowboys because that's how disgusted I am with these Eagle fans who act like people actually picked the Giants to win the game. Like no one did that. Like everyone on right. Like I think for the most part, everyone on Get Up picked the Eagles, and mm-hmm. it's like you know people are acting like. No one gave the Eagles fans a chance. You know, Hembo with his, oh, it's like Alabama versus Citadel and things of that nature. Like, dude, like, stop. Whatever makes you sleep at night, I guess. Here's what I think I'm hearing. I think I'm hearing a defense mechanism from from a hurt person. I think I think that Nuno is hurt. I think that Nuno believed in his heart of hearts it was going to be a game. Maybe not that they would win. I agree. Most people did not expect the Giants to win. And if Jalen Hurts was going to be healthy, again, the the Eagles were the definitively better team. But to be this soundly thrashed, forget about Alabama and the Citadel. This was Georgia and TCU. That's the much more recent um, example that we actually saw. Because the Citadel shouldn't be on the same field with Alabama. That, that's the Eagles and Giants are both NFL teams. So I Roughly. think this was, this was more. <laughs> See, here's the problem. See, Bubba, that's why. This is painful. Right. I, I, now I'm with you, Nuno. No one is more obnoxious than Hembo. We have the obnoxious Hembo factor to deal with. We have the obnoxious Eagle factor to deal with. Let, let me ask Nuno a few questions while I have you to depose. And I appreciate you making your way over here. I know that you had a post-show meeting to, uh, to deal with. Uh, well, see, so that's the thing. So I text Nuno this morning at like 7 a.m. And I said, I need you, 1020. And he says to me, I got a post-show at 1005. Mm. Now, the question is, do they really have a post-show at 1005? Or was he just trying to duck facing the music? Dude, that's the way the Giants fans have rolled. They're ghosting me. They're ghosting all of us. They're pretending like they thought they couldn't win this game. Hey, but let me ask you a question. Are you still allowed in your house? Like, how's that going? Yeah. How did that go? Not well. Yeah. Again, I will remind those, or I will tell those who are not already familiar, uh, Hembo has the enemy within. His wife, is, not only is she a crazy Giant fan, but she comes from a family that goes back to the Yale Bowl. Like, there are gen- multiple generations of season ticket holders. I saw your wife post yesterday a picture of both twins in Eagles attire, which I assume had to have been uh, some sort of wager. Part of the wager, yeah. So Whose wager was this? Well, we decided that if, you know, based upon the outcome of the game, the next day they would either wear Giant stuff or Philly stuff. You and she decided that. Yeah, that was part of it. This our- was a wager you made with your wife. Correct. We have to have a lengthy conversation about this. Hey, hold on. Before we go any further, Hembo, a question for you, because people mm. on radio, Hembo's sitting, I don't know if you guys talked about this, in an Eagles jersey, which is, first of all, unprofessional. Like, I agree. The, 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 this is a work environment. Right. It's unprofessional. Bubba even wore if, a Dak jersey all of ES, last week. Even if he, <laughs> I don't remember that. But, uh, do you have shoulder pads underneath <laughs> that jersey? Because, like, it looks like you do. It's much too big. This is like an XL. I'm a medium, but... 
I mean, I definitely don't fill it out appropriately, but this is another defense mechanism to, to redirect the fact that the Giants got absolutely sl- slobbered. Just We've turned to shoulder pad questioning. Destroyed. This is the best you can do, Nuno? He went to the jersey and the shoulder pad. On Friday, Nuno, you, were, you had like, your feet up in some different room. You, 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 like, you were acting like you were some sort of like, psychologist on hallucinogens, and now you are doing all sorts of redirecting and such. Just take the L, text me over the weekend, and say, I'm sorry, and move on. Let, let me ask Nuno one real question. Did the game Saturday night give you any pause on the Daniel Jones of it all? Which is to say, there's no Giant fan that doesn't want Saquon Barkley back. That seems as easy as anything could be. You franchise tag him. Maybe you give him like the Derrick Henry where you give him a little more than that because he has earned it and he's that good and he's still pretty young. I'm assuming it goes without saying there is no fan of the New York Giants that doesn't want Saquon Barkley back at the right price. There'd be no reason to. Did Saturday night give you any hesitation about your enthusiasm for Daniel Jones? And here's the deal, and Cam and everyone can verify this. I'm, I've been at the point of what's the price? And that is my biggest concern with Daniel Jones. I want him back, but like at what price? Because even if you listen to his comments after the game, being like, oh, you know, it's kind of being like, it just sounds like a guy. I don't know if he's hurt based upon the fact that they didn't franchise him and they're in this position where I think those negotiations are going to be tough. And I think the Giants might have a number that they'll say, all right, here it is, whether it's like, I don't know, hypothetically speaking, 35 and Daniel Jones wants 40 or 40, whatever, plus 40. Like, I'm actually comfortable with if they have a number and they let him walk away because I trust Shane and uh, Brian Dable. Here's the problem with that. All right. So I hear you. I hear you. You don't you don't win championships by paying good players great player money. But my daughter's boyfriend is a Giant fan, so he and I were texting all day yesterday. And if not Daniel Jones, then who? You're not going to draft somebody. A, you you don't want. I don't think you want that. B, you're not picking anywhere near the part of this draft where the three quarterbacks who feel like there's three quarterbacks in this draft that I think project to be starters pretty quickly, and they are in no particular order, Bryce Young, Will Levis, and C.J. Stroud. They'll all be gone in the first five picks. So then you're either drafting a project, someone like Anthony Richardson from Florida, which I might consider doing candidly, and stash him and let him sit for two years and see if he turns out to be good because the kid started 13 college games. He's very talented but very raw. Otherwise, you're going the veteran route, (coughs) and I'm not sure how much cheaper – the other options are going to be, but who are they? Would you rather have Geno Smith? Would you rather have Baker Mayfield? Would you rather have Jimmy Garoppolo? I think is going to be just as expensive. Um, you know, I don't know if, if if are we entering the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady territory? I don't think so. So, in what direction? If not Daniel Jones, Nudo, then who? Actually, you know, do you is it a Jimmy G type of guy? Like, what do you do around that? Uh, that roster so like would you rather have Jimmy G or Daniel Jones if the money is the same right now which guy would you rather have they both have injury concerns although Daniel Jones this year has been a little bit better I think Dan I think Jimmy G is probably slightly better than Daniel Jones I actually I just thinking about it that Tom Brady thing is fascinating to me and here why here's why like if they 
build this roster. Imagine Tom Brady going to that organization and winning a title for them, the same place that that Belichick did as an as an assistant and things of that nature. Just like there is, I think at the end of the day, Brady wants to, like a screw you type of like moment for Belichick. So but like, Belichick hates the Giants. He, I mean, excuse me, hates the Jets. He loves the Giants. I think I think Brady to the Jets would be more sticking it to Belichick. But here's what is fascinating about this, Hembo. Look at him changing this. All of a sudden, Nuno has Tom Brady coming to the Giants as though they are top. They have the worst receiving core in the history of the sport. And you have them in the Super Bowl next year. You're a goalpost-moving maniac. There is no chance that Tom Brady on the Giants next year is a Super Bowl quarterback. A year of You already have a year of equity between Daniel Jones and Brian Dable that say, this thing actually works pretty well. Without weapons, don't mess with a good thing. I think so, too. I actually think, Nuno, that you will wind up having to overpay for Daniel Jones, but I think I would do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going, you know, if, if all of a sudden someone is offering him, I don't know, you know, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes money, then that's a different conversation. But so long as it's within the realm of reason. All right, I have to run. Uh, Nuno, uh, my condolences on the tragedy that was your weekend, although I did see that Cristiano Ronaldo seemed to have scored two goals in a game that was a – that, I don't know, some people it, suggested was important to you. It, it was a friendly that someone paid $2.6 million to watch. Were you happy with that or nah, not it happy? Was, it was a friendly. It doesn't matter. He's playing in Saudi Arabia. That 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 <laughs> league doesn't matter. It doesn't affect me and all that. Hey, Hembo, Yo. maybe uh, between now and next time the Eagles play, you'll actually develop a heart and so, and just kind of, you know. Yeah, well, why don't you just better, enjoy your become offseason? A, become a better person. <laughs> um, don't count on it. All right, so this is exactly what we were counting on. Thank you, Nuno. As we continue, one of my oldest friends in the business changed my life on Saturday morning, and I will tell you how next. Screening on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Had it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. We've been on the playoffs all morning long so far, and that will continue. Obviously, I will give you my five biggest takeaways off the top of the next hour coming out of the four games that we just saw this weekend, which are traditionally the best weekend of pro football. I don't think that they quite lived up to that this week. Kansas City-Jacksonville was compelling. It was a good game. And I have thoughts on it that I'll get to. Saturday night was a, an absolute whitewash. Um, the early game yesterday was startlingly one-sided. I thought that had a chance to be a classic. When I put the TV on and I see that snow, mm. 
you know, I didn't watch a lot of the pregame stuff yesterday. I was in the house by myself. I took a nice walk. New York City was lovely yesterday. Took a nice walk, just walking around. You know, just getting myself, uh, you know, I know that once three o'clock comes, mm-hmm. I'm just parking myself and that's my day. Football ready. <clears throat> so I was just doing any other things that I felt like doing. And so for whatever reason, I had no idea it was snowing. Was it supposed to? I had no idea we were getting a snow game, but it was How, delightful. Oh, my God. When you put it on, there's nothing better. There's nothing better. I actually tweeted it. I said, folks, soak this in. We got storylines abound. We got two brilliant young quarterbacks. We got two excellent teams. We got everything in the world at stake. We got a snow game in Buffalo. So sports doesn't get better than this. And then Joe Burrow just ended it. I mean, it was that game was over in the first quarter. It never became a game. It felt like almost immediately like all of the Bills were running slow and all the Bengals were running fast. It was just like within two series you recognize what was happening here. And for a while, you were just waiting for the Buffalo to turn it around, and it never happened. It was a clinic. So anyway, we'll get back to all the games, and I'll give you my takes. But I have to then go back to what I teased. One of my oldest friends in this business is Adam Schefter. He and I have known each other a long time, dating back to before he came to ESPN. We're about the same age. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's one of my favorite people. And, and of course, he's the, the gold standard of, of, of football reporting and and that goes without saying. But anyway, on Saturdays, ESPN NFL Countdown, all of a sudden, he just decided to empty the notebook on quarterback stuff. And like my feed went nuts. I'm sure yours did as well. And I was particularly fascinated by this. Both sides are fully aware that a trade is a very real scenario this offseason for Aaron Rodgers. The Packers are expected to move on from certain players, which Aaron Rodgers probably will not like. The issue here will be the $110 million left on his contract and which team could afford it. But there is a real possibility that at some point this offseason, Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded. (sighs) Okay. So, look, I gave you last week my list of the top five quarterbacks I would like the Jets to acquire this offseason, and I put Aaron Rodgers number one. And I know that a lot of my Jet fan friends got mad at me. My son, Steven, is mad at me. All of his buddies who are Jet fans are mad at me. We've been going back and forth on text. Let me make my point. Lamar Jackson costs a lot more than money. Lamar Jackson is going to cost, you think that Aaron Rodgers' contract is prohibitive? Lamar Jackson has made it clear. And I love Lamar. Don't get me wrong. He deserves his money. He's a phenomenal young player. Seems like a really good young guy. I don't know him personally. I have not, If the Jets wind up getting Lamar Jackson, I will be thrilled and I will be optimistic. But if you're telling me right now I could make the choice, Aaron Rodgers actually is going to cost you half the money that Lamar Jackson is going to cost you, and he's going to cost you practically nothing, comparatively speaking, in picks. Because the Packers are only trading Aaron Rodgers if Aaron Rodgers makes it clear he's, that he's demanding to be traded. You're not going to have to give up three ones for him or anything like that. So Aaron Rodgers last year played practically the entire season. at, at the very, I can't remember if it was the last play of the game or very late in that game <clears throat> that they lost to the Giants in London. He got his hand hit and he broke his thumb. And from that moment forward, we didn't know it, but their season was over. Aaron Rodgers did not forget how to play football, and he did not get that old that fast. Aaron Rodgers is a player who's going to age the way Brady has aged. 
He's no, he is not dependent solely on his physical gifts. He has the kind of arm, when he is 70 years old, he's going to be able to throw a football well enough to complete passes in the NFL. Vinny Testaverde can still do it today. Rodgers has that kind of arm. Aaron Rodgers is a one-year fix, and this is the year. The Jets' year to win the championship is next year, and that is not an exaggeration. You think Buffalo looks unbeatable to you? They didn't look unbeatable to me. I don't think that division is not winnable. The Jets have the best defense probably in the AFC. I'm, I'm trying to think through the rest of the teams in the AFC. Baltimore got good. The Jets have the best defense. They have exceptional weapons. They were banged up on the offensive line this year. They should get healthier and bring people back. Aaron Rodgers is the step. I believe Aaron Rodgers on the New York Jets makes the Jets, I will say this out loud, a legitimate threat to go to the Super Bowl. I genuinely believe that. Would be the favorite? No, of course not. Because Joe Burrow is still playing and Patrick Mahomes is still playing and Josh Allen is still playing. And there are a lot of really good teams in the AFC, but that's all the more reason why you need to do it. Because you cannot go into a fight with Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow or Josh Allen with Mike White or Zach Wilson. You have to go in with someone who is going to walk in and say, oh, yeah, I was you before you were you. So I'll tell you something about Aaron. Nowadays, everybody's going to talk like they got something to say. But nothing comes out when they move their lips, just a bunch of gibberish, and everyone acts like they forgot about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a year removed from being the MVP of the league. So that is my hope. That is my dream. That is my desire. Woody Johnson, find a way to make it happen. Aaron Rodgers to New York. Speak it into existence. I'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast. 